there was no reason they needed to bring group sex into it. I thought puppets didn't have a waist. I don't know what a Rick Steves is. So this season it befell in the month of May a great anger and unhap that stinted not the flower of chivalry of all the world was destroyed and slain. This is what happens when you drink Russian dog beer. Let's get this shit kicker started. Yeah. Guys, it's going to sound very different tonight. I apologize. I uh, forgot to grab our regular microphones. Was that the beginning of this episode? <sighs> yeah. No one likes that. Oh, you're right. That was a terrible beginning. Okay, start over. Let's get some shit kicking on tonight. I don't I don't think that was any better. That wasn't better, you're right. I don't <laughs> I don't know what I'm getting at here. We never do this, unlike a hundred and fifteen other podcasts that do do this. Uh do do. What what are we drinking, Nathan? What what are we drinking? What are we drinking? Life, man. Drinking up some life? Just drinking up some life. Like the honeybee? Yeah. The flower to the bee? You know it. The bird in the tree? Until it gets drunk and falls out of the tree? Hits I, the ground like a Mitch Hedberg joke? I feel like there's going to be a lot of, of uh, free association from you tonight. There probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, people. I'm a little, I'm a little tired. Uh, I had myself a Russian Imperial Stout. From the straight to ale people this evening. I think they're out of Alabama, yeah, Huntsville. But somehow, Huntsville, Alabama is the host of a, a very respectable Russian imperial stout named Laika, the dog that they shot into space. Nathan. Why, why did beer people from Alabama shoot a dog into space? That remains to be seen, but. I think maybe as a source of inspiration, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they knew if they did, if they could do that, that they can make a, a really good beer as well. It's like a, an employee motivator. Yeah. Like, look what we did mm-hmm. now. Do the thing with the hops. <laughs> they make spent, it happen. They spent 18 months getting the thermometer all the way up to red mm-hmm. to shoot Leica into space. Mm-hmm. And then after doing that, they, yeah, the morale was lifted. So there you go. Yeah. That's what happened. But no, this is pretty good. Um, Laika, the dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know what dogs mostly think, but out of all dogs, what was that dog thinking? Like, and how... I hate to I had to put, so, put, put such a fine point on it, but how much shit was in that capsule when it got back to Earth? That dog must have been terrified. Did it come back to Earth? That's a good point. It never came back to Earth. <laughs> I don't think it came back to Earth. I think it just died. Somewhere there. there's still a capsule hurtling through oh space with a dog corpse in it. Yeah. Does stuff decompose in space? I guess you have bacteria on you. I doubt it decomposes the same. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I so, mean I, I would I would highly doubt it. So there's gotta be like a perfectly intact Leica corpse. That's going to be, that and like the voice of Hitler are going to be the four, first two things that aliens find, and they're going to have a very warped view of what humanity is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's not going to be anything left for them to find. You don't think? By the time we're done here. Oh, yeah, we're, oh, yeah, it's over. So They're just going to be like, it's, it's going to be like us with Mars. We look at yes. Mars and we go, yeah, you see those ripples? There was probably some water there. Right. Uh, other planets' beings will, in thousands of millions of years, look at Earth and go, maybe there was something there once. <laughs> I can't tell. Do you ever think that about Mars? Do you ever think that, like, um, there was a civilization there at one point? Well, I don't know about civilization, but they uh, NASA, that's yes. the they I'm referring to, Correct. has identified recently an area that shows a pattern that appears to be some sort of lake, ocean, pond, something where the the surface is very smooth yeah. and then all of a sudden very rough as if you know water 
eroded in one area. Really? Yeah. Very oh, yeah. interesting. Oh, wow. yeah. That is extremely interesting. The, um, them NASA folk. Those NASA folk are fascinating. They know what they're doing. Um, sometimes I look at Venus and then Earth and then Mars and think, well, here's one way it could have gone, Mars. Mm-hmm. Here's the other way it could have gone with like an insane greenhouse effect or is going, perhaps, mm-hmm. uh, Venus. And then here we are in between. Yeah. It could go either way. Yeah. We, we could lose our atmosphere mostly and get really cold and all that. Or we could, uh, you know. Well, we, we are uh, perfectly placed from the sun. Yes. To support the type of life that is here. Correct. So anything changes, everything's gone. Now, that doesn't mean everything on Earth is gone. Right. Maybe right. some other something comes about. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, not that, not that I'm saying, like, evolution's a thing. <laughs> Why would uh, you say that, Nathan? I mean, if, assuming the almighty creator uh, looks at the Earth, which is now averaging 200 degrees oh, Fahrenheit. Oh, you, you mean Rondonicus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and goes, I shall put another living creature there. Uh, yeah, if that happens, we're fine. Mm-hmm. If yeah. that doesn't happen, then we might have messed up. In a real big way, there are people out there who think that uh, that you know we, there have been human cultures that have risen and fallen, risen and fallen, mm-hmm. you know, to a lesser extent technologically than where we are now. Right. But like, it's sort of been a pattern over time of rise and fall. I mean, think about the library at Alexandria that was burned, yeah, and had the sort of collected knowledge of hundreds and hundreds of years. You know. Oh, by the way, <laughs> welcome to Sushi Jackknife. How far, how far into this podcast are we? Six minutes and twenty seconds. Really? That's it? Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. It's about half of the most we've ever gone. Yeah, that's not that bad at all. Doing. Yeah, not too bad. We should have waited. Yeah. Uh, so Alexandria, Alexandria, all the burning and all the destruction yeah, and all yeah. that knowledge just gone. Who knows what they knew? They probably had all the secrets to the universe. They might have. It's quite possible. Although. To be fair, the the secrets of the universe at that point probably have been largely disproven. So, <laughs> <laughs> one of them was like, "Women, don't let them get above you." Yep. Uh, yeah, that was a book that. That's could, we're still trying to disprove that one. Not so bad that that parchment burned. <laughs> <laughs> that that's actually um, that's why the suffrage movement took so long to gain some steam. Uh, that yes. was the one thing that didn't burn from the yeah, library of Alexandria. That's right. How to win a slave in 10 days. It's okay that that burned, you know? That's my favorite uh, slave slash romantic comedy. Ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I know. Especially in scroll format. Yeah. Scroll format, like, <laughs> you know, it has... <laughs> Damn it. If we could get through a bit <laughs> without laughing... <laughs> Oh, man. You know, there are a lot of uh, high points to scroll format. Like, t- today, people are kind of into eight tracks again. I don't know if you've noticed this, but... Yeah. I'm oh, not definitely. one of these people, but th- they're out there. They're out there. Oh, definitely. The other mm-hmm. thing we have in front of us tonight, which I think we have to shout out, because it's so good... We don't have to shout anything out. Well, we'll... we'll this is a free country. We'll speak it out. How about that? We No, we don't have to do it. Oh, excuse me. 9.4% alcohol. This is the... Brother Thelonious Belgian style Abbey Ale from the good people at North Coast Brewing Company. Again, we know lots of people talk about the beer they're having on their shows, but this beer is pretty phenomenal and it supports jazz education and it has Thelonious Monk on the label with a goblet of ale and a skull. I mean, this is like, this might be the greatest beer I've ever had. Okay. I mean... Okay. You know, I mean, next to Bud Light Lime. I, I don't know if you've ever had Michelob Ultra. <laughs> this is up there, though. Monkinstitute.org, North Coast, northcoastbrewing.com. 9.4% alcohol by volume, as you can hear in my voice. Don't, don't blame Brother Thelonious for that. 
Okay. I see how much you have of this. You you've barely ingested any of it. <laughs> well, let's bring the, let's blame the Leica people yeah. because I drink all that. Yeah, Leica. Yeah, and that is how how big is that? Uh, that's a pint. That's it's a, pint. a pint. Yeah, that's a pint. It says it's six fluid ounces. It seems like more. Six fluid ounces. That can't be right. This, this is twelve. Is yeah, that's not. R- how is that? Wait a minute. Here. Okay. It must I'm, be I'm a, 16 fluid. Oh, no, it's one pint and six fluid ounces. Yeah. It's, it's additive. How many ounces are in a pint? Uh, I feel like this is a thing I should know in life. We'd have to measure King George's uh, urine output in a day. And this is... Isn't that how they arrived at the English system of a pint? Like, how much the king pissed? Uh, sure. It sounds about right, right? <laughs> like I, I'm pretty sure that's how most things uh in england are measured english people are really into the bodily humors at least old english people you know i'm i'm trying to locate the alcohol content it's not there i looked it's not there they don't want you to know mm-hmm. you're gonna look it up mm-hmm. of course i am yeah you know and i'm not talking about the english people that are um alive today i'm talking about the old english people the kind of people that appear on masterpiece every week um which is a fine program, but those people were really into the bodily humors. Yeah. 9.75. That was? Yeah. And I drink all that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what's happening. Y- you have essentially had <laughs> a bottle of wine. Whoa. That may not be completely factual. Okay. But it's not way wrong. Wow. That's what I feel like I do. Okay. It's yeah. It's a lot. So there you go. So here we all are together. Cheers to, cheers to not knowing the alcohol content. <laughs> Did you hear that little hiccup I had? Yeah, you alcohol content. <laughs> you know how you hear stories about um, frat boys just tricking girls into drinking and drinking and drinking so that they can take advantage of them later. Yeah, it's a bad thing. You essentially have done this to yourself. <laughs> Just drink it. Don't worry about it. I just, yeah, it's fine. It, trust me. It's, it, fine. it's like 2% alcohol. Just <laughs> hey, should we spin the globe? I got to give this one more try. The idea of spinning the globe. We have our old Cram's Scoposphere 12-inch I globe I here. just don't know what you expect to happen when I spin this globe. A sparking of conversation? I don't know. What do you land on? Tell me what you land on. What did you land on? The Persian Gulf. Oh, that's a light subject. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Here's you realize we have only landed, when I spin this globe yeah. and touch it, Yeah. everything has been negative that's on true. this globe. That's true. I this is a hell globe right here. <laughs> oh, that's why everything is concave instead of convex. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. how deep are you in hell. And I, I will point out it was... My finger landed right on a line. Okay. I went with the Persian Gulf. Yeah. The other choice was Iran. Oh. So. They have this... This is what I would hope would happen. It's happening. They have this statue. You know, you ever go on Google and just search images of... Okay, well, fine. I do. Occasionally, I'll go on there and be like, capital of Iran. Tehran, right? And you you just look up the images? I kind of zoom on... I do the little 3D walkthrough of downtown Tehran. There is a really incredible sculpture in the downtown of Tehran. Yeah, that'll probably be gone in like a month. Well, it depends on who gets elected, right? No, no, they'll just bomb it themselves. You, Don't worry you about it. You think so? Hell yeah. Yeah. You know there's gonna, I think at some point there's just going to be no Middle East left. That might, be, that might happen, but you know what I... Um, you know what I heard about the people of Iran? I heard this from Rick Steves, a very credible travel source of all public television slash radio outlets. Don't know who that is. You don't know who traveled with Rick Steves? Travel with Rick Steves? You've no. never seen this in your life? He's I, the guy I've that never goes even to, heard of this. Oh, this makes me a little upset. Wow. I don't know what a Rick Steves is. A Rick Steves is a, um, a Midwestern man with a bowl cut who wears khaki pants mm-hmm. and tucks in his t-shirts, but he knows how to get you to Europe through the back door. Oh, so he's like Anthony Bourdain, but worse. But way before Anthony Bourdain. And he, worse. Uh, cheaper. 
and worse? Um, nerdier. You can just admit he's worse than Anthony Bourdain. I've never watched anything with Anthony Bourdain. Why have you not watched anything with Anthony Bourdain? I kind of fell off like TV around that time. So you well, know. I, I mean, it's still currently happening. Well, I'm still off. Yeah. You watch Rick Steve? I did watch Rick Steves. Not Steve. Rick Steve. Steves. Rick Steve. Tell him Rick Steve. <laughs> I don't think um, that was just for me. Uh, I think that if you surveyed people, yeah, maybe one out of a hundred people would know who you're talking about. I don't. Well, you're probably right, but the people who do know about Rick Steves, Rick Steve, yeah, I'm gonna let it go. Mm-hmm. I've been meditating. I'm gonna let that go. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's great. I mean, he's such an entertaining cat. So you can watch him go to you know your standard places, your Ireland, your Portugal, your England, what have, what have you, and he'll give you all the tips you need to make your travel both uh, affordable and successful. But, but we have the internet now. Well, but of late, he's also um, he's also gone to you know more kind of edgy areas of the world like Iran and he went there and he had a great time and the thing I learned from Rick Steves about Iran is that most of the populace of Iran is a lot more liberal minded than the government of Iran I already know this well I'm just saying Bourdain did this did he do that he co- <laughs> did he really he, probably he copied it from Rick Steves I don't know if he went to Iran oh he, well, uh, that was the whole thing that I was I, talking what, about I'm trying to remember what it was it was a Middle Eastern country that he was there in the middle of a civil war that broke out. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, the Won an Emmy for that episode. Really? Oh, yeah. This is No Reservations? Mm, yes. That Not is the essentially new one. a food show? or No. It's a travel show? Yeah. Uh, it's a food slash but, travel but show. But he's a chef, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, was. He quit being a chef to go Well, yeah, I mean, he gets show. paid. He has the best job in the world. He gets to just go places and get paid. Yeah. yeah. He goes places and goes, I'm going to eat that food. Boy, the people here are cool. I'm going to eat that food now. Cool people. So More food. Rick Steves has that same job, but on a PBS budget. So it's way worse. Yeah. <laughs> way but, worse. But he's a charmer. I love... He has a place in my heart. He has a, he has a radio show. comes out as a podcast. Travel with Rick Steves. A show. You can go get his DVDs from the library. I mean, he's a, he's a force. He writes books. So he... Rick Steve yeah. is the poor man's... Steve. Yeah, Rick Steve is the poor man's Anthony Bourdain. But the, like the the John the Baptist of Anthony Bourdain's because he was there first. He was a voice in the wilderness. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Bourdain is the Christ. So he <laughs> what you're essentially saying is Rick Steve is less important and forgotten by many. What I'm saying is that eventually <laughs> Rick Steves is going to be decapitated uh-huh, and have his uh-huh. head served up on a platter and everyone will go, oh, "Okay." Yeah. He's on PBS, no one cares. I love PBS. I'm such a PBS nerd. There, it's so awesome. Is it? Lo- it is. I just love is it. Is it though? It is. It Here's appeals. It appeals. Don't well, hang on. Let me finish my. Go ahead. Positive. Go ahead. It just appeals to all my little parts. You know, my little science but part, my little literature part. Likes. It, it's all there. PBS. And I'm not. I'm not against PBS. Okay. PBS has good stuff. Sure. PBS also has stuff that is like other things that exist but not as good <laughs> there true. are better documentaries about every subject than what they do now like frontline frontline's very good i'm not going to say anything okay. bad about frontline all right okay but for the most part the rest of the stuff eh, <laughs> I, I mean, they know. don't even have Sesame Street anymore. That's true. It's on HBO. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That, well, they PBS couldn't afford it. Yeah. Yeah. No and one no one wanted tote bags enough to keep Sesame Street alive on PBS. I mean, if they want people to donate, come up with something better than a tote bag or a coffee mug. And also, I mean, didn't Sesame Street just like want to put more dicks in it? So that yeah. was that was part of the deal, right? To go to Asia. Well, they they don't have to censor the sex scenes anymore. That's great. So Bert and Ernie can finally consummate their relationship publicly. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. exciting. It that was a very controversial episode. Well, I mean, you know, I think they went a little far. For all these years, we thought Bert would be the bottom, but I think they went far. Who knew? A little too far. Uh, 
there was no reason they needed to bring group sex into it. I know when Stephalopoulos busted through the door, that was really weird. I mean, I guess good for them breaking down boundaries. I'm breaking down doors. I didn't know puppets could do that. I thought puppets didn't have a waist. <laughs> do they? Okay. So, do they show them on HBO and then show them on PBS later? I think that's what happens. Yeah, because you can still see. I don't know the ins and outs of this. I mean, I was working for Sesame Street for like two weeks, mm-hmm. but I was basically an intern, you know? So, I don't have the inside scoop. You you have a child that should be watching Sesame Street. Why don't you know I this? mean, you know, TV's bad for children, not, as it turns out. Not all, <laughs> all the time, though. Well, you don't want to watch a lot of TV if you have it with you. Well, you Sesame Street comes on once a day. But Sesame Street's an hour, basically. It's like 45 minutes. With commercials, it's an hour. Okay. That's a lot of TV for a kid that's younger than like five. It is. Is it though? It is. There's is a it? lot of there's a lot of cognitive development happening in that age, you know? Yeah. So they can teach them Spanish and numbers. <laughs> I still know how to count to ten in Spanish because of Sesame Street. That's where you learned it? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. And then I took Spanish class later. You know the saddest- Which reinforced that, but yes, I knew it from Sesame Street. Okay. There's right. a song. Well, it sounds like there's some validity there than what to what you're saying. You, you know the saddest part of Sesame Street ever? Uh, when Little Forest was watching it at the end of Forest Gump. Don't remember this. And Forrest Don't remember Gump, this and really It's been about forty five episodes since we've talked about Forest Gump, so mm-hmm. it's it's due time. Um because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So at the end of Forest Gump, you know, Jenny is there and she has AIDS and but has a child, Little Forest, and uh, Forest is introduced to Little Forest. And when he's introduced to him, he's uh, watching Sesame Street on TV. And uh, it's the 80s at this point. And then Jenny dies, and then Forest has a little. It's very sad. I feel like you've latched on yeah. to the least important part of that <laughs> entire scene. Uh. Could be. <laughs> Could be. Out, out of all of that, <laughs> you, you, you got what was on the TV. I wouldn't put it past me <laughs> to latch on to some like, stupid detail. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought one thing we could do this evening is take, take a sort of random sampling of the English language. I have... Oh, I don't know how I feel about this already. Mm-hmm. I've just opened a tome. This tome is, um, this is a, probably a four pound book that I got in college. It looks like a book that a drug dealer would glue all the pages together and then hollow out to hide something. Yeah. It's a very thick book. In this case, it's hiding truth. Uh, this is the Norton Anthology of English Literature, 7th edition, volume 1. And uh, I, I randomly, earlier today, I randomly turned to a selection from Mort de Arthur. Your head is on your microphone. Oh, I know. <laughs> As a person who likes reading and likes uh-huh. words, yeah. I already hate this. <laughs> Why? <laughs> there, uh, Why? Do, What's wrong do your it? thing. Do your thing. Well, I just all I wanted to do was just read a little bit, and then I wanted to jump forward a couple hundred years and read something else um, from Mort de Arthur. Now, of course, this is uh, Sir Thomas Mallory. Uh, this section is the conspiracy against Lancelot and Guinevere. <laughs> In May, when every lusty heart flourisheth and burgeoneth for as the season is lusty to behold and comfortable so man and woman rejoiceth and gladdeth of summer coming with his fresh flowers for winter with his rough winds and blast causeth lusty men and women to cower and to sit fast by the fire so this season it befell in the month of may a great anger and unhap that stinted not the flower of chivalry of all the world was destroyed and slain. That was one sentence. My note upon this passage, Nathan, when I read this. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Are we still we're doing back. the podcast? No, we're back. No, we're back. I'm in the middle of a, a puzzle. I think uh, <laughs> I think it's a turtle, but I'm not sure. Oh, great. Um, so 
<laughs> My big question when I was 19 or so reading this a while ago uh, was, why are the seasons male? He refers to uh, summer and winter as um, in the masculine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always think of the earth as female. What about you? I, I don't think of the earth as a gender at all. Oh. You know why? Why? Because the earth isn't a gender. Could you imagine if there was a big vagina on the bottom the, of the world? The earth has no genitalia. <laughs> or just like a big a big wang on the bottom hey, of the world. What kind of chromosomes does the earth have? X and Y. Doesn't have any. <laughs> no chromosomes. Actually, if you wanted to argue, here we go. Let's do this. Looking at humans as the pinnacle of evolution... And being that there are like what fifty percent, fifty one percent women, fifty forty nine percent male in the world, you could say the world is overwhelmingly female. You could, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> Let's jump forward a couple hundred years to uh, no other than Ian Fleming, and this is the first paragraph from *Live and Let Die*. It was a mouse. <clears throat> I was oh, your wrong. Puzzle was a the mouse. puzzle was a mouse. <laughs> You thought it was a turtle? Yeah. And it was a mouse? It was a mouse. It was pretty close. Go ahead. Uh, continue <clears throat> to PBS our podcast here. <laughs> Chapter one, the red carpet. There are moments of great luxury in the life of a secret agent. There are assignments on which he is required to act the part of a very rich man. Occasions which he takes refuge in good living to efface the memory of danger and the shadow of death. In times when, as was now the case, he is a guest in the territory of an allied secret service. Boy, that's a... We gave Fleming some shit last time, but that's an intriguing first paragraph. That makes me want to read on. I I stopped listening to it halfway through because I I didn't care. (laughs) I just just straight didn't care. Fleming is such a badass, too. Like, you open the book, and there's a picture of Fleming... Smoking a cigarette with one of those old school cigarette holders. Look at this guy. Look how smoky that guy is. Look at him. I mean, he died very young. I I would imagine so. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> so with those two examples of the um, the amazing English language in mind, mm-hmm. um, any takeaways? I think this puzzle. <laughs> Is a, an hourglass, but I'm not sure yet. Okay, this one about as well as I thought it would. <laughs> it's I. I know that you you admire the the work of people such as Rick Steve. Steve's yeah, Rick Steve, but <laughs> RS yeah, Rick Steve. Um, that is about as interesting as the stuff on PBS in the middle of the day. <laughs> you mean the quilting show? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or the show about soil? Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever watched RFD TV? The rural no. uh, rural farm district? Okay. I, I want this on the record here. <laughs> <laughs> you have not watched Anthony Bourdain. Nope. Because you you're off TV. More mostly. You don't you don't watch TV. I do a little, but not much. Okay. Go ahead and tell me what you've been watching instead of Anthony Bourdain's <laughs> cultural expeditions. Uh, the, 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 uh, total honesty here, the most recent thing I watched was a Chinese production uh, from a couple years ago called Red Cliff, which was all these Chinese movies are like these fantasies playing out of like Chinese mythology of you know people from back in their history i like beating the shit out of whatever group of the other yeah. group you know i just i've never seen an asian movie like a a japanese movie chinese movie anything like that yeah that i enjoyed because i can't relate to it i can't it's very different it's yeah. not yeah it's, it's not for me. <laughs> no, it's not for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's 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 extremely different because the culture, this is what I've learned from like watching. I've watched Netflix is rife, guys, by the way. Oh, and I I asked Jeff about this this week, our buddy Jeff, Kung Fu Driving Jeff. Yeah. I should, I'm my, familiar with him. Yeah. I asked him this week 
sort of what his take was on modern like kung fu martial arts movies because mm-hmm. he's sort of an expert in that and he said uh, go watch kung fu hustle so um, that's on my list now but i uh, i've become a fan of this guy uh, donnie yen who is like a um, kind of a modern star of of the genre right so i've watched a ton of his movies and i'm watching these like chinese historical things and i don't know how i got off on into this but this is where i am mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, and you're right their, their culture there's a formalism to it and the subtlety that goes along with that like formalism of culture makes you miss things because they don't say certain things out loud it's more of like a gesture or a movement yeah and we're supposed to take a meaning from it but you and i don't know that meaning because we are yeah i we have the Caucasian. We're not regular Asian. We're Caucasian. Plus, um, in addition to that, I'm I don't enjoy the fantasy aspects of movies. Uh huh. Like the more fantasy filled a movie is, the less interested I am in it. Okay. Yeah. And that's ninety eight percent of those movies. I guess you can. You make an excellent point. Yeah. Like everything is. The realistic scenes are still unrealistic all of a sudden. Right. Like, you'll instead of walking down the street, you're walking down the street and you walk up a wall or something insane. Well, that's more like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Well, I know, but that's an example. Yeah. yeah. These were these are a, a little more realistic. The ones that I've been watching, at least, have been um, more realistic than that. But, yeah. This Redcliffe movie was... It was sort of the brave heart almost of like Chinese movies because this is whole big political drama and Mel Gibson's in it. Well, yeah, there's that. He's the tallest guy in the movie. That's racist. Yeah, mm. it it sure was. Rick Steve would be so disappointed in you. He would be, as with the <laughs> cast of Masterpiece and Yao Ming, the yeah. seven five. Chinese, but let's be honest, NBA player Yao Ming. Yeah, I mean, they probably like tampered with him in the womb. Don't you think? No, like Mm-mm. he's just an anomaly, though. He is. Yeah, but there is a uh, recessive gene in oh. in uh, certain Chinese families. That makes sense. That makes uh, very very large children. Yes. Yes. Every so often. Freakishly large. Yeah. So large that they would actually stand over Shaquille O'Neal. He's a big dude. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's not a... There's nothing racist to say that, you know, on average, um, people of African descent are pretty fucking tall compared to everyone else in the world. That's not that's not like a racist comment. Is that true? Comment. I think it probably is, yeah. See, now now it is though because you don't have yeah, any, you're right. any proof <laughs> because I don't know. backing it up. You're right, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I take that back. I retract my statement. Um, if, if you can uh back what you're saying up with statistics, then yeah. Then it's just a fact. You're right. Otherwise, it's just a... a uh, but now you're making an assumption. It's a mildly racist <laughs> assumption. <laughs> it's That's, not an offensive. Right. This is, I had this conversation with someone the other day. Okay. Racism, not necessarily an offensive bad thing all the time. Racism? The, l- l- I'm going to hear, hear you Hear me out here. I'm going to hear you out. The idea of racism is generalizing an idea about a race. That's a piece of it, but go ahead. But that's a major piece of it. Yeah. Um, it's not always a negative thing. Now, I'm not saying racism is good. Right. I'm just saying there's like neutral racism where it doesn't really hurt anyone, mm. but you probably still shouldn't do it. Right, right. Uh, f- for instance, assuming that people in Africa are slightly taller than the average people. Mm-hmm. Not hurting anyone. True. True. <laughs> Height is valued. I, uh, in most I mean, places. it's not, no one's going to be offended by that. Yeah. But. Right. Right. Mildly racist. It is. Um, th- this person uh, took a stranger stance than what most people would, where it, everything that you declare to be racist is um 
I'm, I'm trying to think of the the way they would describe it. Mm. Uh, it it's the PC culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which whatever. Yeah, Everett, shut up. Oh, Everett. Oh, making his triumphant but, return. But yeah, Everett. Everett. The, here's the thing, Everett. I'm, I'm, I'm not into the PC thing when it comes down to censorship, like in art or in comedy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think that you know that's a that's a that's a special situation and. You know, all bets are sort of off because there's an artifice surrounding it. You know, when you see a comedian step on stage, yeah, you should not assume that what they're saying is how they actually feel. You know what I mean? Right. It's a performance at a certain point, right? Um, but that's sort of beside my point to say that you know, part of the PC thing is just being respectful to people. Well, yes. You know what it's I mean? It's just general manners. <laughs> it's manners, yeah. It's like, you know, to, to our to our generation, being gay is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. To the generation before, it was, yeah. kind, it was, they thought of it as a bigger deal than we think of it as. Mm-hmm. Our children, hopefully, will see race as a less of a deal than we do and Mm -hmm. we probably see race as well i know we see race as less of a deal than two or three generations before big time definitely big time so it kind of washes out over time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but you know it's you know and now with trans people and everything else you know it's just about acceptance at the end of the day i think that's what it's really about and People have a people have a right to sort of choose the words that they want to um, define themselves with, and that's fine. And and you know, give us a chance to catch up because we're not all clued into what's right. going on because we all have jobs and children and debt and et cetera, et cetera, and, and you know, hard lives, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So give us a chance to kind of clue in. But you know, at, at the end of the day, it's about respect, and I don't, I think most people, mm, Trump supporters, count yourselves out here. But most people, um, you know, want to be respectful of, of others because everyone wants to be accepted. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm realizing as I get older yeah, that the number of people who care yeah. is significantly lower than I think. Very much. Very um, much. Yeah. When, when I say care... I mean, care about not offending other uh, yeah, okay. groups. I see. It's way lower than I thought. Okay. There, I, I saw something, and I can't cite any specific source or official statistic. Right. So I'm going to summarize things best I can here. Right. Um, saying that the current generation... Us? It, well... The, yeah, I mean, millennials moving down okay. um, are slightly upticking racially. That's interesting. And you don't want to think it's true. Right. But you kind of see it. Well, you know, if you think the previous generation is Gen Xers, right, and you... You kind of think about the 90s. Mm-hmm. PC kind of became a big thing in the 90s, well, you know? And now there is a big... And the, this is where political correctness has been bad. Yeah. There's a big rebellion against PC stuff. Yeah. Which, whatever. But if you're rebelling against all of it... <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> And so that's that's what's running, especially with the internet. Right. I mean, now you have anonymity. You can go on. You can say whatever you, you want. You spew your diatribes wherever. And people aren't going on there and talking about how one group of people may be taller than another. No, they're not. They're saying way worse things. Yeah, very horrendous shit. I mean, significantly yeah. worse. I would say at least twice as bad as that oh absolutely <laughs> yeah well and it's not just a racial thing it's a gender thing i mean people any yeah. you know anytime someone on twitter disagree a man disagrees with something a woman said on twitter mm-hmm. 
it, it get it, it takes about twenty five comments until we're raping someone. It's it's horrible. I mean, it's like, and it is. It's the anonymity thing, mm-hmm. and it it shows you how people really think. You know, at a certain level. You know, I and, I really would like to know if it's this way everywhere or if this is just an American thing. Yeah, that's a good question, and I don't know yeah. because obviously I don't get to travel the globe on cnn's dime <laughs> right bourdain right bourdain <laughs> i have disdain for i could never have disdain for anthony bourdain you don't have disdain for bourdain oh man he's a nice he, guy he's a great guy his books are good yeah see yeah. i don't know any of this but i'll take your word for it i take your word y- you know rick steve <laughs> but not bourdain yeah the anti-bourdain um but here, and part of it is also the political landscape. Yeah. Um, you're not allowed to be neutral on anything. Right. So you have to have a very strong reaction one way or the other. Yeah. So everything is either terrible or the fact that people think it's terrible is terrible. Yeah. Those are the two choices. Which is, yeah. You're offended by it or you're offended by the people who are offended by it. Which is such a huge problem. And uh, people our age have only grown up with this. That's true. And now it's there. Well, and you know, and, and I think, here's what I think. Um, cable news is not worth your time on either side. Yeah. It's just not worth your time. It's too... Well, there. Well, let me just finish real quick. There's yeah. real, there are real limits to sort of the amount of repetition the mind can handle, and it really stretches that. You know what I mean? I've seen it in myself when I watch something on loop for even 20 minutes you know when i'm at um you know like someone's house and they happen to have the news Mm -hmm, it it mm -hmm. starts to affect you pretty quickly i i i'm going to take it one step further okay it's not cable news just all of all of it (laughs) yeah just read what actually happened yeah (laughs) you got it and the only way i think the only way to do that is to diversify well yeah you know and, and it's incumbent on us and, I, and, and it's work, mm-hmm. folks. It's work to sort of know what's happening. And I'm not saying that I do know what's happening. I recognize a deficiency in myself of knowing what's happening. Yeah. And But the only way I, I figure that we get out of this is to kind of, is to read, first of all, um, and to bounce around. You know what I mean? Well, the, the issue with the news, the yeah. new, every, especially cable news, but also... If you want to go into the network news, like the right. NBC nightly news, stuff like that, right? All the news is filtered through a person who is filtering it through another person right. who's filtering it through another person. So who's running it up, by Coca Cola? Yeah, you end <laughs> up with one point of view that has been network approved. Yes, <laughs> very true. Which, by the way, um, if anyone is going to use this to say anything about the liberal media yeah shut up it's it's the the media who wants it's, money right they don't care they don't care politically who wins the election they care uh how how much money they make while it happens that's very true i would say that <laughs> i would say that some parties do care who wins the election but i think you're right i think over well, overarchingly the party, but but the the networks i would say even fox news mm-hmm. if they had dirt on trump mm-hmm. that they could make money off of yeah trump's gone he's under the book did you hear by the way this is the scariest thing i've heard all year besides i mean besides the atrocities that are happening um regardless whether he wins or loses he's talking to folks right now about starting his own news network oh he's already so, yeah so you'll be able to access Mr. Trump, twenty four seven. If you do, mm-hmm. please. I do hope, however, that like so many of his past business ventures, it ends up in the the shit can and in oh, bankruptcy. Oh, it won't. <laughs> but what will happen, which would be interesting if this network ever does come to fruition, right? Is it's going to steal a lot of that Fox News audience. It's true. It's true. You know, they got Robert Ailes is gone. Yeah, Robert Ailes fucked around and. Uh, well, first of all, he was a real asshole, and I'm glad he's gone. And uh, he was a serial harasser of women. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad that they caught him and nailed him on it. Um, it turns out 
um, Roger Ailes, if you don't know, is the chief over at Fox. It turns out if like 15, 16, 17 women finally come forward, eventually... (laughs) Which is incredibly sexist. (laughs) Right? Is it not? They got to do something about it. Right. Is that not incredibly sexist? I mean, I feel like... I feel like... If it if the tables were turned, and 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 it was a guy being like I was you know whatever, um, mm-hmm. it would take just that. Ooh, see, I'm gonna disagree with you. you. Disagree with me there? Oh yeah. Okay. If a guy were to step forward saying they were sexually harassed by their boss, yeah, their their, their lady female boss, boss, their yeah. lady boss, uh-huh. every single person would just go <laughs> nice. That's really cool. That's actually true. That's a really great place <laughs> yeah. for them to work. That's actually true. You're right. Man, I'd love for my boss to sexually harass me. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> that is but, exactly how that would go. But down. it is a little fucked up that it takes, like you say, like seventeen people to come forward to be to to be to sort of turn the tides yeah. on, on a guy like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean it's the it's the Cosby syndrome. Oh my god. Ugh. Heartbreaking. Um, I'm I'm going to move away from that. Yeah, can I say one thing real quick? By no. the way, just, if it's about Cosby, no, it's not about Cosby. I, I whatever. Um, he's he he did some terrible shit. End of story. Um, did you see uh, the? Now, I'm going to be real honest. Syria. I've yeah. been for the last. I guess the war there has been going on for at least four years now. Probably. <laughs> I well I'm going to be you know it bothers me right it bothers me that I don't pay attention to it and so I actually read a little bit this week just a little bit just a little bit this week and um the first thing of course that that happened recently is these aid vehicles that were blown up there were something like 30 31 uh, you know this is like flour and medicine and mm-hmm. bandages and things like that you know no uh, military intention at all these aid vehicles um going into aleppo to deliver supplies to people and uh they get 18 of them get completely bombed and wiped out and people are killed and etc cetera, etc cetera. so things like that are happening and uh, i don't know i don't know what to do with information like that i don't know what to do with a situation like that but the shit is horrible the shit that happens in the world is horrible and i just i don't know i just want to encourage people to if you have you know time to read about it or give some money to some charity or something just 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 to do it because it's so fucking terrible and that was the serious minute (laughs) well now i don't want to transition transition it's no fun. it's too late it's a comedy show well i know but <laughs> I, I was transitioning there and then you got way heavy well it's heavy but it's but it's happening man i mean i listen i got on the bbc website this week which i never do but for whatever reason i got on the bbc site and they were covering it extensively i mean i love npr but npr is not covering it all that well well npr is a joke kind of is npr's yeah. news i love npr but it's soft, I, right? Oh, it's not. It's not soft. It it's. <laughs> I don't know what's beyond soft. It's pudding. Yeah. NPR is it's pudding. Paste. It they yeah. go so far, and it, it cracks me up because you hear people complain about the bias yeah. on NPR. Right. They go so far out of their way to avoid anything that is a bias. Right. That the news is not there yeah you're right Any, you're right the, and i they, love them don't get me wrong all the news for you. syria would be like and today something happened in syria yeah now over to so-and-so has an interesting story about about a dirt farmer and his worms and organic pumpkins yeah, it's just it's and then there's a 15 minute story about that and then they come back and they're like gas crisis anyway yeah no, it's true. It's true. So I, I hop on the BBC, and not only are they covering this story about the A vehicles, but there's in the middle of the article, there's a thing that says, you know, the, the horrors that the, the children of Syria are enduring. And Nathan, there's, there's you know, a, a relatively short article. Um, an eight-year-old boy that gets his fucking arm blown off, you know, just for being, yeah. just for being alive. You know what I mean? And being where he is. Happened to being born there at this time. He gets his fucking arm blown off. Uh, a little girl uh, about the same age who went outside with her parents 
to have dinner, which I'm sure is a rare fucking pleasure in a place like Syria right now. They go outside to have dinner. A stray bullet catches her in the spine, and she's fucking paralyzed. Yeah. It's... Well, that... This is... What what you are describing yeah. is something that happens pretty much everywhere except North America. We'll say North America. <laughs> I'm going to knock out parts it's, of Mexico. Uh, <laughs> There's a chance that's going to happen yeah, in Mexico. That's true. That's true. I mean, these things do happen. It's just like, it's just... I'm not saying it's okay. Right. I'm just saying... It happens. It's not just Syria. Everywhere. Which is the overwhelming part. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is, stories like this are overwhelming enough, but when you think about it's the whole fucking world, like you say, for the most part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Except for Europe go, and us. Go check out Yemen. Uh, 90% of Africa. Yes. See what's going on there. The fucking, there are still, there are still seven-year-olds running around with fucking assault rifles in Africa because they've been trained to do so by these madmen. Fun fact, yeah, I'd still trust them with an assault rifle more than most of the people who own them in the United <laughs> States. Moving along. Including family? Is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Me too. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, no, it's, I mean, are the United States problems? Yes. Fairly minor at this point. Yes. Fairly minor. If a certain someone gets elected... It's still probably fairly minor. Yeah, I know, but it's just so... And really? and, I, and I know that the office of president is limited. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But it's still scary. You know what I mean? It's still a it scary. is, but at the same time, we've had scary presidents. They've all been scary. <laughs> and Practically. What, what was the worst thing that has happened in the United States? Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Probably in the United States. Oh, in the United States. That that would have directly affected um, you living here. Well, the the atrocities are innumerable. N- but would have affected you, me, in yeah. my lifetime. Yeah. In the U.S. Yeah. I guess nine eleven. Yeah. But nine eleven. That was a the president. Pretty isolated the president didn't do anything. Didn't do anything with that. Yeah. Completely unrelated. It's true. Government completely unrelated to yeah. that. Yeah. Now, the, the government does stupid things. Sure. But sure. It's not. We're nothing's going to get destroyed completely here by whoever gets elected president. With that said, yeah, I still definitely would prefer one over the other. Yes, 100%. but that's just because one's a lunatic, and uh, I, I kind of want to preserve any last remaining respect the united states might have <laughs> in the other world stage just, i mean just any well tiny tiny vessel of right and and, and and to and to not and and to keep us in this sort of dark hole for a minute here it's really crazy when you sit down and think about all the sort of tendrils that our country has into these other places in the world and, Dear and lord it, you need to not I know <laughs> this the, is what happens when you drink russian dog beer you're right <laughs> you're you, right you you have gone into dark justin place where everything is an atrocity that's going to destroy the world well not even but just just you know, just some <laughs> lives just some lives nathan it's gonna destroy some lives <laughs> you that was the most serious look <laughs> <laughs> that you've ever seen on my face yes wow yeah, I mean, this stuff has been ruminating in my head, man, so it's just coming well, out now, you know? Um, I'm trying to think of the right way to tell you this. Okay. Calm the hell down. <laughs> I know. There, if, if you, if you uh, spend your entire life focusing on that, yeah. number one, you're not helping I know anyone in those situations. I'm, I, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. <laughs> I I don't think that any anyone in Syria, uh, if they found out people were sitting around talking about how bad it was, would go, "Oh, good, that's cool." <laughs> no, that is that's that's really dope to hear. Right. That's really dope. Right? Can I get a tourniquet, please? <laughs> that it, they right. they would not care. Right. 
Um, <laughs> and a ping pong paddle. Yes. Um, fo- focusing all of your attention on it, unless you're focusing your attention on getting aid there or helping get aid there. Right. Uh, all, all you're going to do is mentally torment yourself. No, you're right. You're, <clears throat> you're hundred. It's not right. healthy. No, it's don't not. be healthy. It's don't not, be unhealthy. It's just, it's just, it's just, um, it's really just this week, you know. Well, stop it. Well, I know. Stop it. <laughs> you're a good friend. Stop it. So don't put your light under a hood or whatever people say. I don't think anyone, literally, I don't think anyone has put those words together in any. <laughs> Anyway, there's not a lot of hoods out there. Oh man, the hood is on the light again. All right, so here, here's what I was going to bring up before we went into the (laughs) deep cavernous pit that is your soul. (coughs) Accurate. Uh, This is completely unrelated to any of it. Okay. I, I want, I want to know how weird this is to you. Okay. So the other night I was at home. Uh, like I am most nights. <laughs> I I think the TV was on. I don't know. I was doing something. And there's a knock at the door. What time is it? At, I take that back. That This was Sunday evening. Okay. Early evening. Okay. So probably four or five. Okay. Not, e- not night. Okay. I'm less concerned now. Still weird. Um, and the guy who comes to the door, never seen him before. Older man, shorts, t-shirt, whatever. Uh, So this is why he's knocking on the door. We live at, I'm not going to give the full address, but 105 is our street number. Sure. This man introduces himself by saying he owns 101, 103, 107, and 109. Okay. So... Two houses on either side of us. <laughs> yeah. He has taken his time to come to our door to try to convince us to join him in selling our houses to make money. What? At selling it all as one big block so that someone can come and develop it. Wow. One to ten, how weird is this for you? Ten. It's a, it's a very strange thing. Now, that's strange enough. Rewind a few, few weeks, maybe a month, um, after I had bought a new car. Okay. The Explorer that I have driven for a very long time was sitting in the driveway. My wife is outside. <coughs> a man walks up says, hey, I've seen that car sitting there. Would you be willing to sell that car? Okay, so a man just randomly wants to buy a car that he sees in a driveway. Mm. Before, the man randomly wants to buy our house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rewind a year before that. Whoa. We're on a walk with our dog, Charlie, miniature dachshund. A man pulls up beside us as we walk and wants to buy our dog. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he is offering us. Are you kidding? He, he got up to, I think, $150 for our dog. <laughs> did he, wait, did he have a friend with him who was like an auctioneer? N- no, no. His, <laughs> daughter, <laughs> his daughter really wanted a manager dog. Ah, uh, I see. And he thought you were a rolling Craigslist. Apparently. Yeah. Okay, so. In the, how long have I lived at my house? Two years? Two years? In the two years that I've lived there, someone has tried to randomly buy my dog, my car, and my house. <laughs> with no, no warning. <laughs> what is this? What, what would it take for you to randomly walk up to a person and go, I'd like to buy that one thing you have there? <laughs> <laughs> What would it take? Yeah. What What would they have to have that you just randomly walk up and go, hey, I'm going to offer you X amount of money. I know you have no idea who I am. I'd like that. I mean, like, the, 
like a Maltese Falcon or something. How much? How much is that? I don't know. I give him like twenty five for it. <coughs> it's apparently there are three separate people who are living their life like Arabian princes that just they walk up to whatever they see and go, I, I, I will have that now. This is mine. As if that is theirs here, already. Here is the money yes. that you should be given for that, and it is mine now. It's so weird. It is weird. It is weird. And it's all happened since you've lived at 105. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So two years. Two years of, of haggling with people over things you never want to sell. How, how long till someone tries to buy my baby? That was my question. <laughs> That's obviously the next step. That's a great baby there. Yeah. Well, your wife. They might try to buy your wife. A but baby first. You think? Baby, then wife? Well, I mean, a baby, I would assume, gets a lower price than a wife from a random person on the street. I don't know about that. I, I don't know what the market for wives or babies are. We should really consult our black market <laughs> friends and see. You know? I, I Listen, listen. My friend Dimitri. Yeah. He could get me a solid price on either of those things. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, now, you want to sell baby? Now, mm-hmm. now your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick question about your wife. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I I don't. I just don't understand <laughs> what would go through a single person's head <laughs> uh, uh, on any of those situations. Right. I I get the investment in the house because his idea is if we will go in, we can all get more money. Yes, and Nashville is a booming real estate yeah, market right now. Yeah, it's actually Big alarming time. the amount of money it's he thought we would get. Re- how much? Just, uh, just ballpark. He said 225 Whoa. Yeah. Which is twice your mortgage, uh, probably? It, it is twice what we paid. Twice what you paid for it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Roughly. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to tell anyone exactly what we paid. Sure, sure. It's, it's just, roughly. It's just it's not exactly twice. I think I think where we are right now is a bit of a lesson. <coughs> it's a bit of a lesson in the sense that the bubble here is going to burst. Oh yeah, it, we're just sort of riding mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the tippy tip of the bubble right now. But the good news is, I got in before that bubble. You did. I slid in. You slid right now in. Now it's a, it's all bubbling up, and here I am with my half price mortgage that's right going, this is my house me me and <laughs> we're doing the same actually yeah. yeah we slid right in there yeah d- guys if you're thinking of moving to nashville just don't don't or do do but i don't really uh, drive up my real estate prices i don't care <laughs> you know what move your whole family here move everyone you know grammy bring, them, bring them all down to nashville uh, there's plenty of housing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> a lot of people have a Grammy. I don't know anyone that has a Grampy. Mm. Why not? It just sounds like a condition. Grampy? Grampy. I feel Grampy. <laughs> grampy smells like chalk. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I feel real Grampy today. Yeah. Grampy. <laughs> I think an iced PSL would help me feel better. Ugh. That's back. We're we're in the season, not just of PSLs, but iced PSLs. For those who don't know, and thank you for not knowing, PSL is pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. It's not worth your time. I mean, they're good. They're good, but whatever. <laughs> You're shrugging. People can't hear you shrug. Yeah. You're, you, you don't audibly shrug. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. it's a pretty big shrug. It's a shrug bug. You're a little shrug bug, aren't you? I mean, there there's nothing wrong with a pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. You're just you're just in a very negative mood, so you oh, dislike everything 100%. today. Hundred percent. Yeah. You you just dislike yeah. everything. Well, it, well, it's true what you say about the Russian beer. I mean, when you drink Russian beer, you sort of feel the pain of you know tens of millions of Russians collected over centuries. By the way, I went to a Russian market today. We have one. Here yeah, I know. I've been. Nashville. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. The Ale- one over in Berry Hill? Aleski's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got weird stuff. They do. A lot pretty, of caviar. Pretty interesting. Yeah, caviar, uh, pickled mushrooms. Love yeah, that. Happen. Just, just uh, many types of caviar. I remember seeing all sorts of it. And, and pierogies? And going, I'm not paying for any of that. Goodbye. <laughs> 
And then I bought a pastry and it wasn't very good. You said good. that out loud, right? You said that out loud, like in a pronounced tone. Yeah. I'm not paying for any of that. <laughs> Goodbye. Fare thee well. <laughs> um, yeah, I we bought we bought pastry and I learned that Russian pastry is not great. Oh, what, what, did you have a sweet or like a bread? A sweet. Sweet and dry. Put put that book away. Don't no don't have, no I, bad bad uh, bad Justin. Okay, Nathan doesn't want me to leave. Bad, read. go lay down. Uh, oh yeah, this you've goes. already depressed everyone enough. <laughs> Whatever you're about to pull out of there is going to just be something about hmm. the universe as it decays. Ooh. We blah 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 blah. Now blah. this is positive. Here we go. <clears throat> Suddenly, Bond reached out and took her in his right arm. Her arms were round his neck, and they kissed passionately. He pressed her up against the songs. Ah, you're turning my mic around, you bastard! It was a love scene. I thought that would be a okay. sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. Oh, my mic died when you did that. Yeah, I unplugged oh, it. Unplugged. I unplugged your mic. Trust me, it's for everyone's own good.